stationphonic oxygenetic amplifier graphophone or just deal over dentering. I'm Connery Melvin Hansen. And this is the franchise. And we both just got Melvined. Yep, it hurt like the Dickens. And today we're talking about the second installment in the Bill and Ted franchise, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Totally bogus, dude. Most non heinous. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say most non, 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 non heinous. <laughs> and joining us uh, today is a very special guest, a friend and the founder of the Strong Ass Apes Facebook page, Richard Lamb. Yeah. Howdy do, all my <laughs> ape clan. How's it going? Howdy do. That's Howdy do. It. Is that the official that's, that's, phrase? That's, that's the official um, greeting? orangutan greeting. That's uh, I learned that literally today after talking to my good friend uh, Cornelius Orangutangus. <laughs> I like that his last name is Orangutanus. Yeah, it's good. Does he know Dunstan? <laughs> uh, I didn't ask him because I didn't want to do that whole like, hey. I know you're like connected to people. I just wanted to know if you know him. You didn't want to use Cornelius to get to other yeah. famous apes. Yeah, I don't. I don't want to like. I want to like be cool when I break into the whole like <laughs> ape <scene>. industry. <laughs> <laughs> you got to come with a gift of uh, a stick full l- of ants on it. A stick full of ants and at least a bushel of banana. <laughs> yeah. At least. <laughs> a bushel full of banana. I like that. If Captain Barbosa was an ape, he would be eating a bushel full of banana instead of a, mm-hmm. a bushel of apples. Uh, too true. <laughs> but that's a different thing. We still franchise. got pirates in our guts, huh? Yeah, it's time to move on to, uh, I don't know, what do they eat in this? Bill and Ted cereal? <laughs> Uh, yeah, they cereal. ate a lot of Doritos. They like the robots ate little... Doritos or something. Yeah, they like smashed Doritos against their faces. Yeah, but uh, yeah, if anybody doesn't know, you know, uh, I think you should know. But uh, Strong Ass Apes is a great Facebook page uh, <laughs> about apes and memes about apes, and I'm a top fan on there. And, <laughs> Shout out uh, to all my top fans. <laughs> Shout out to every single one of them. So that means my comments go to the top. I have a little diamond next to it because I comment on all of them. And I even contributed slightly by sending Richard a picture of this. Uh, when I was in Prague, I found a statue of a giant blue ape. And uh, <laughs> I think it's just called King Kong Balls because it's just King Kong with his golden testicles out. <laughs> <laughs> that, was a, that was a good post, too. Like yeah. I, I, had, I was not aware of... The big Kong balls up until you sent it to me, and then I was like, "Oh, this is a this is a very real thing." I thought you sent this to me as a joke. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was just literally I was walking by, I didn't even know it existed, and it's like just in the middle of town. Isn't there like a statue somewhere where like of like a dog? If you like pet it, 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 it turns kind of gold. I'm curious if that monkey, everyone just touched its balls so much to an extent oh. that the balls turned gold. Yeah, that's a good point because that there is that uh, on the Charles Bridge. There's a dog that everyone like put their hands on for good luck, but it was mm-hmm. actually like the other side that they were supposed to uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> touch because like the guy's getting thrown into the river. Um, I forget the historical relevance, but everybody touched the dog because they <laughs> thought it would be just as good luck when the line is too long for the other side. So <laughs> maybe everybody did touch the eight balls. That's why it's so gold. That's, that's I a mean, good point. why wouldn't you? If- if only you could be as strong as that ape. Yeah. A <laughs> powerful move. Pa- powerful apes and where to find them. That's uh, my new book. Dang. 
That's good. Just just kidding. <laughs> just uh, it's just bar- kidding, it's rolling. barely a page, and I haven't written anything yet. It's just a title. <laughs> That's okay. It's a start. <laughs> All you need is a logline. You can sell that script. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, you can fully. <laughs> it's just a reimagination of Congo oh, without God. Like, going to the Congo. It's just cool apes and where to find them. I'm changing it to cool apes. I'd much rather watch that than Fantastic Beasts. Yeah, especially uh, yeah. if the ape has a can talk through a uh, through like a speaking spell. Could could Mighty Joe Young talk? I'm trying to remember that in my head. Do you guys remember Mighty Joe Young? Oh man, that's I a don't think that's so. a good question. I don't remember <laughs> because I'm having trouble. I don't think he could. That's almost one of those things where I have to pull up my phone just to look. Yeah. It up. <laughs> Search history, Mighty Joe Young. Joe Speak? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> that's. You wish I was lying, but that's exactly what I done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Congo is a real weird movie. Uh, mm-hmm. but I even found the Congo video game. I found out there's a Congo video game, oh, and it's horrifying. And it's just like PlayStation One graphics, and you're just blasting gorillas with a gun. God, in the middle of that the jungle. sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, it, that, it looks pretty awful. That sounds nothing like my any of the uh, any of the other monkey games I would have played by then. Like, yeah, there's a P- PlayStation One. I was probably playing Ape Escape. Yeah, uh, or, Super uh, Monkey Ball. That's my first exposure to like monkey content outside of Congo, I suppose. <laughs> Not a what's it called, Monkey Island? What's that thing called? Oh, The Secret of Monkey Island. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. a, that was a good game. I never played it. I missed out. It has nothing to do with monkeys. It's just a monkey island. <laughs> but you are, in fact, a pirate, and you're, like, exploring a pirate island. Yeah, Guy Rush. Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to tie this into Bill and Ted somehow and be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, that Bill and Ted point-and-click adventure where, uh... Oh, my gosh. Where that, uh, that fighting Bill and Ted... That Bill and Ted fighting game where one of the, gr- one of the uh, players is stationed, so you're two weird hairy martian people that can power up into one big martian guy and it's just weird yeah. like one how the movie is podling. strange i liked oh. it but i don't know there was no transition there so instead <laughs> it's fine instead uh what's new with you richard have, have you been watching anything recently of note that you'd like to talk about any movies um, or shows well, like the last show I was really hooked on, like legitimately hooked on, was probably it's a show on Adult Swim. It started, I believe, last year or the year before, and they just wrapped up their uh, second season. I think towards the beginning of this year, uh, it's called Joe Para to- uh, talks to you or talks with you, and it's literally like the comedian Joe Para, and I'm like this guy has like this super like old man style demeanor but in the body of like a dude who's like 28 <laughs> like he, he talks very slowly with a certain draw and he goes oh uh hey it's me joe Perro. thank you for watching so anyways i was at the market today and it's like it's very it's it's one of those oddly comforting shows and i was immediately hooked in i was like this guy this guy gets it I don't know how this this form of comedy is up my alley, but it works. Yeah. It works so well. It's kind of like ASMR-ish, <laughs> but it's just like pleasant. It's very bizarre. If you want, I could send you um I'll let you like watch it through like one of my, my Google family thing. If okay. You're interested. <laughs> Ride or die, Google family. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, waiting for my Google family uh, sponsorship right there. I just dropped you. Hello? <laughs> yeah, sponsor strong ass apes, Google family. Yeah. yeah, hello. Come on. You cowards, <laughs> you won't. Yeah. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> you're family. Uh, what have you been watching? Is there anything that's been standing out to you that I pr- should probably look into? Um, well, I don't know if you like John Carpenter or not because I was wearing my shirt that said "Music by John Carpenter," and you're like, "Oh yeah, he makes music that's like kind of bad." I was like, "What?" <laughs> no, I didn't. Okay, okay, oh, you got me there. I was like, "It's it's very iconically John Carpenter. Like it's the same way how like I I feel about a lot of like." dudes who make music either for their own movies or like you know get or make music for movies in general it's like i know it's a john carpenter movie and i know he's gonna be behind it yeah it's either gonna be a great soundtrack or it's just gonna be him <laughs> like just like beeps and boops. wailing on a fucking keyboard <laughs> yeah <laughs> no I, I knew what you meant i was just giving you yeah. shit because yeah it's very much like oh iconic but then also like if you're not into it you're like what the hell is this like yeah like like in the movie they live it's like oh my god none yeah. of the music you're writing for us really works i love but it, it it's great <laughs> yeah just like that whole movie like the whole that's one of my favorite scenes in all of like cinema is just them wrestling in the alleyway <laughs> it's a very uncomfortable wrestling scene for like it feels like 10 minutes it's so long it's it's, great. it's not 10 minutes <laughs> I feel like they kind of homage to it in uh, John Wick 2 when he's fighting Common like on the steps and they're just like whacking each other for like a really long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I was going to say two John Carpenter related things that I watched recently. Um, The first one recommended to me by our uh, songwriter who wrote the theme song of our podcast, Nick Paverka. Uh, the movie's called Black Moon Rising, and it was, like, written by John Carpenter originally. It came out in 1986, but I guess eventually, like, he wrote the script, but he eventually had no involvement in it. Like, it was rewritten by two other writers, I think, and uh, he said he never went and saw the movie, but I thought it was good, even though I guess he's never seen it. But it's basically, Tommy Lee Jones is in it, and he's, like, a professional thief, and I always like those movies about professional thieves. Like the movie Thief, about a professional thief. I like um, Thief. That's a good yeah, movie. Yeah, it's great. It's one of my favorite Michael Mann movies. But yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is like this thief, and Linda Hamilton is also like a thief, but she's like steals high tech cars. So basically, they get into this thing where Tommy Lee Jones is hired by people to steal the car back from Linda Hamilton and these bad dudes. So. I don't know. I thought it was like a pretty good cast, and like it's it's pretty cheesy at points. Like the the car that's all high tech, it's just like whoa, cool. Like it just like looks very eighties, <laughs> but it's just a fun time. I don't know. It's on Amazon Prime. It's only hundred minutes long, and it's just a good time. So if you nice. like pulpy, it's listed as a science fiction action thriller film. <laughs> if you like pulpy science fiction action thriller films, check out Black Moon Rising on Amazon Prime. Nice. Still waiting I for my it. Amazon Prime uh, sponsorship as well. Yeah, getting all <laughs> that, getting all that Jeff Bezos money. Yeah, but uh, other than that, Monkey Man, huh? The original Monkey Man. Why is he the monkey? Oh, like from Hey Arnold? <laughs> yeah. He's in Hey Arnold. I don't remember. Oh my god, was Dude. he? No, Jeff Bezos or not. Monkey Man? <laughs> Where did that come from? Then <laughs> you don't remember Monkey Man from Hey Arnold? 
Oh, yeah. No. Monkey was there a man, man in a monkey suit running around? Monkey man. No, whenever I think of Hey Arnold, I always think of Stoop Kid. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. like, I feel like I would be like him if I ever actually had a stoop and like had <laughs> didn't have access to a TV. Definitely. I'd be outside just like staring at people. You need a TV like, on your stoop. Oh, dude, that'd be the power move. Yeah. Ooh, uh, yeah. Stoop Kid's afraid to leave a stoop. Stoop Kid's afraid to leave a stoop. Yeah. That was, that was something I would say all the time with a... Uh, Hey, recent guest, Cameron Takeda in elementary school. Yeah. We'd say, stoop kids afraid to leave a stoop. And we just really thought that was funny. And then we were <laughs> like in fourth grade or something. So we would say, poop kids afraid to not eat his poop. <laughs> we thought that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, it's really gross. He's afraid to not eat his poop. So he overcomes his fear every day by eating his poop. No, he's afraid to not eat his poop. So he always eats his poop because... Uh, yeah. Because he's not a wait. He's scared. I don't know. He's scared other people eat his poop, so feel maybe he feels duty bound to eat his poop. Hey, nice duty bound. What happens to it if he doesn't? He's duty bound. Duty bound. Anyways, I'll probably cut that part out. <laughs> it's pretty gross. But hey, one more John Carpenter thing. Uh, you know, I've been trying out the new streaming service, Peacock, the uh, Peacock? NBC streaming service, and I just found this thing, uh, Body Bags, which is a like TV movie uh what's it called when there's a bunch of a uh, bunch of shorts put together into a thing a, a, anthology a, yes thank you anthology, a horror yeah. anthology with uh john carpenter and toby hooper uh it was going to be on showtime so it was like just three episodes basically condensed into one movie but uh john carpenter hosts it basically as a corpse and it's pretty fun but That's i was sort of fun uh, yeah it is pretty fun and mark hamill's in another one he's in another oh. one of the skits and there's one called Hair that's just about a, like a middle-aged man who's balding, and he he wants to get like a full head of hair and look good again, and he gets a procedure, and lo and behold, like the hair like overgrows him and stuff, and it's like a curse. But there is <laughs> there's a really funny scene in it when he's just looking at everyone else around him, and <laughs> first it's like a woman with like long, like really nice hair. And then it just cuts to like just this man with like flowing locks walking by, and then it cuts to another guy with like really long hair and uh, like a giant fluffy dog. So he's just jealous of everybody. But <laughs> to get to my point, I watched it on a Peacock originally. I started watching it for oh, also, never mind. I'll come back to it. Anyways, I was watching it on Peacock originally, and the audio is like really bad on Peacock for some reason. Oh no. Like, because I pulled it up on Prime, too, because I guess it was on Amazon Prime. And it's like, yeah, I want to try out new things. Uh, I still feel weird about Jeff Bezos making a bunch of money during the pandemic and just, mm-hmm. you know, never donating any of his money. Even though it's like, okay, I have a Prime membership. Like, what am I really going to do about it? Like, nothing, I guess. But <sighs> I like to think Your that I'm doing something, machine. but I'm not, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but I wanted to try out Peacock because I'm just curious about that stuff in general because they have, like, a free service you just have to watch ads or whatever in the beginning of the movie but the audio like the audio that of the copy that they have for both like it's the same copy for prime and peacock but it's just so like muffled i couldn't hear anything really so i switched over to prime and that's just my little complaint about peacock is that everything i've listened to on there like the audio mixing is really weird so Mm. maybe it's better if you like pay for a membership but that's my little just my little comment on it that'd but, be an interesting place to get you where they they hold back the good sound quality until you pay for membership well i haven't noticed anybody else complain about it and it's just like it can't only be my tv right because everything else sounds pretty fine 
Yeah, especially like, if your, your Amazon's working, yeah. Yeah, I don't have a sound bar or anything, but that's just my little technical complaint. <laughs> but in Body Bags, Sam Raimi also makes a cameo as a, do- as a dead body, so that's pretty fun. Hmm. That is good. Well, I, I'll tell you guys two two little things that I watched. I watched Redder, Ready, Play, Redder, Ready Play, Player One the other day, and that was an okay experience. <laughs> nice. Yeah, hmm. it was fine. I am convinced that the um, the guy who created the world definitely killed the main kid's parents. <laughs> Jesus, I, I I'm sorry, like because Simon Pegg is supposed to be his dad, right? And he marries like the blonde lady that the God Man is like into. Oh, you're saying Simon Pegg killed them? No, I'm saying the the crazy guy, the guy who like actually built the world. The BFG. Yeah, the BFG, like the big friendly giant, murdered that kid's parents, like hands down. Maybe. Because the whole thing is like, oh, Simon Pegg, your dad married the woman he was in love with. Your parents died in a strange accident. <laughs> this man has all the money in the world to do with whatever he wants, and everyone worships him like a god. I'm like, yeah. he, he killed your parents. And it's all if, off screen. Yeah, I was already deeply upset about that man. I'm like, this is a man who made himself god, and I am mortified at him. <laughs> but yeah, that was my experience watching Ready Player One, just the fear of what this man made himself into. And uh, then I did a gigantic throwback to my ch- childhood. This didn't come out during my childhood, but it was definitely something I watched frequently. The Secret of Nim. If you guys ever watched that? Oh no, I haven't actually. No, me neither. Oh man, <laughs> you guys. Adding when to my I childhood w- collection of. Oh no, go yeah. please. Oh yeah, basically when I was a kid, I was probably watching. Gosh, I was the last the first movie i actually remember like at the age of like 4 or 5 was probably the indian in the cupboard that's oh, probably, like, the first actual movie that i that i vividly remember wow yeah that that's a that's a weird movie yeah. to, to bring i up. i started rewatching it recently cuz i think it's on disney plus and my girlfriend Lily has watched it as a kid a lot too, and she's like, "Let's watch it." I'm like, "Okay," and then it's like, <laughs> like within five minutes, I'm like, "Yeah, this does not age well at all." <laughs> oh no, it, <laughs> it's not. It's, it's really weird. I don't know. Yeah, I didn't think to touch that movie at all since the last time I saw it, which was like pro- literally twenty years ago. <laughs> yeah, it was probably enjoyable yeah. back then. Yeah. But yeah, I I would say for Secret of Nim, I, just adding to my childhood movies of being watching, which, which were The Dark Crystal over and over again. Um, what's it called Secret of Nim, Mirror Mask. I watched a couple times, and uh, something else, The Last Unicorn, and these really weird off anime films. Oh, Black Cauldron too. That was pretty frequent as well. <laughs> but yeah, these like really off strange animated movies and i watched secret of nim again and i was like after so many years and i was just like huh you know what i understand the why i am the way i am now because this movie is definitely interesting like the artwork's very beautiful it's just very surreal and like this like rat king guy talks like in a whisper in the first like opening of it where he's just like hello and welcome this is the secret of nim it's he's like doing a weird <laughs> asmr video of like a creepy old man rat king dude it's but it's awesome i'm like yeah i i, yeah. No, I enjoyed it five stars secret of nim still good <laughs> still holds up <laughs> still holds up rat lady widowed tried to save her children from a farmer trying to just plow the field so it's great i mean all this makes sense like all the things that you say you grew up with i'm like yeah that all makes sense like <laughs> 
all these movies you watched like that are like really dark cartoons like but like classically mm-hmm. animated movies like the dark cauldron but wait is it dark cauldron or black cauldron why am i forgetting it's black cauldron yeah thanks the black cauldron because i only watched that like for the first time two years ago mm-hmm. but it's like all that combined with kingdom hearts combined with uh <laughs> your forced repression of any violent <laughs> video games I'm like all yeah. this makes sense <laughs> how you are how you are now yeah my first experience with blood was with a uh, shadow of the colossus and uh my mom told me no that's just darkness leaking out of them <laughs> darkness. oh my god it's all well, the true blood's black so i'm like so i'm like i guess it makes sense but the whole thesis statement of that video game is hey what you're doing is wrong and these majestic creatures didn't have to die for your selfish reasons of bringing back your dead girlfriend jeez yeah that's a great game Play it's, that, everyone. Shadow of Colossus. <laughs> Great game, yeah. honestly. I still need to play it, and I shall. When you get a PS5, you you shall. Yeah, one day. One day. Uh, I had a point to make, but I don't remember what it was. <laughs> okay. Was it about oh, Secret of Nim? No, it was about Adult Swim. <laughs> I was just... <laughs> we should get on to the movie at this point, but I was just going to say that... Uh, yeah, I'm looking for a new Adult Swim show to watch, so I'm going to watch Joe Para talks with you because i watched beef house when that came out and i like that a lot that did you watch that richard beef house i haven't seen that yeah it's like oh, the tim and eric yeah it's a new tim and eric show oh it's the new tim and eric show okay mm-hmm. yeah i'll give it a shot then if it's new tim and eric i'm always in yeah i should i should have been in <laughs> it's these five men that live together in the beef house <laughs> in florida <laughs> and uh eric Wareheims. yeah eric wait no Yes, Eric Wareheim's, sorry, I got him mixed up. Eric Wareheim's, like, wife in it, like, lives, like, pays all the bills in this, like, beef house. And, like, she's, like, a she's private like a detective. detective. Yeah. But did you also hear that, like, one of the guys on the Squidbillies, like, got fired from the show? Oh, yeah, dude. Like, the guy who, the guy behind the Squidbillies was, like, said some really, like, nasty things about, what was it, Dolly Parton? Yeah. Oh. Ugh. Oh, I, I think I heard about this. Yeah, yeah. Unknown. He, he called all the people like unfollowing him. Like, oh, you filthy liberals! I hope you guys are happy. You ruined a good man's life. Yeah. And I'm like reading the article. I'm like, yeah, you kind of did this to yourself, dude. Yeah, it's like people what? like spontaneously self destruct and then blame it on mm-hmm. everybody else around them. Yeah. Yeah. It's just something about like bad people just love telling on themselves. Right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, bad things start spilling out of people like that eventually, and then everyone finds out they're bad, and like, I don't like you anymore. Then they're all shocked. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about, um, oh god, I just checked the Wikipedia page. It says, years active, 1992 to 2020. <laughs> to imply that he's just, like, done. He's done. He's done for. But there's something, too, it seems like about, like, getting in your 60s, where it's like, there's part of it. That's just natural. It's just like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I'm going to say whatever I want because I'm older now. Like, nobody cares. But it's just like, yeah, that's also how you just cancel yourself. Like, mm-hmm. by calling uh, Dolly Parton a bunch of derogatory terms because um, she supports Black Lives Matter. Mm-hmm. Why be mean to Dolly Parton to begin with? Like, that's a fight you can't win. Exactly. Like, why, who did he think? How do you think he would win that? It's Dolly Parton. <laughs> She will stomp him out. She will yeah. ruin him. She has an entire. She theme did. Park. She, her and her fans destroyed him in like a day. Yeah. Don't come for the king. Uh, I don't remember don't what come that for phrase the queen, is. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come for the queen unless because uh, you best not miss. Yeah. There you go. That's what it is. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Tyler, 
we're talking about a movie today, right? Outside of everything we just mentioned, a movie that unfortunately has nothing to do with monkeys. It has ape-like creatures in it, I will say. That's true. Oh, the weird Danny DeVito clones? Yes, the Danny DeVito <laughs> clones. It should have been Danny. Yeah, it should have been Danny you, Danny. DeVito's. Connor, I have no transition for Bill and you Ted's bogus no journey. Do you? Well, do you guys remember Bill and Ted's adventure? Was that what it was called, the first one? <laughs> yeah, great way to start. <laughs> Bill yeah, adventure? Bill and Ted's what? adventure with Benson. <laughs> Benson. <laughs> Connor, he kept thinking that Rufus's name was Benson in the first movie. <laughs> I said it in there was like 50 times, like, oh, Benson, oh, what's Benson up to now? Definitely not named Benson. Uh, but yeah, so we're talking about Bill and Ted's bodacious adventure. What is this one? Bogus? Oh my bogus. god. Bogus. <laughs> yeah, bogus Bill adventure. and Ted's bogus journey. Bogus journey. Look at me learning the names of the things we're supposed to be doing on our very professional podcast. <laughs> I'm not cutting this out. Tyler, you think of a good transition then. God. No, it's fine. We're just going to talk about the movie now. Good. I'm going to start us off and say that the statue we see in the very beginning of Bill and Ted is very terrifying to me. And I think Keanu Reeves looks like a monster in that sculpture. Yeah. Keanu Reeves, the statue is really bad. Mm -hmm. I was halfway expecting one of those like statues to start moving. Like it's one of those guys who just like stands still for like four hours a day. Like Like the one that gets killed in Hot Fuzz for like not having a permit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's exactly how I was imagining it. Just like when you go, whoa. And he goes like back to like his original position. <laughs> He's like, oh, I was caught. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, the budget definitely shows in this one, which I think the budget was higher in this one than in the first movie. It's a Pirates of the Caribbean 4 situation. Oh, God. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I like this one. Like. The bad guy is really silly and stupid. Like, I like that he has an outfit that's just, like, designed to light his chin, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> that is pretty weird. I like it, though. Mm-hmm. It's good. But before we get like, to... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to comment on, like, in the year 2691 or whatever, like, everybody's clothing looks like Lil Pump and Kanye West's, like, <laughs> I love it video. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's like all styrofoam neon. Yeah, it, like it's so, like, it looks so cheap. Just for a little point, uh, pointer. I rewatched the movie last night just to like brush myself up on it, and I was like, wow. On HD, you can really tell that it's just straight up foam glued together. <laughs> yeah, it's like even it, Rufus's it outfit is foam. Yeah, mm-hmm. which is like weird because like the the future clothes from the Excellent Adventure was like, oh, this is okay. Yeah, it's Why like yeah. foam in this one. <laughs> it's like cloth robes in this one. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. like oh, we have no budget, but it's like the budget was three times they put bigger. Budget into different things, I think. Yeah, like three they times bigger. They decided to do the wardrobe and maybe as a fallback, and they're like, because like oh, we're going to heaven and hell. We need to build a lot of these like weird sets for this. Yeah, because yeah. even Satan or Beelzebub, as uh, <laughs> one of them says, I don't know which one it is. Like his mask looks like kind of good, but then it cuts to yeah. whatever's like to the side of him. And then, like, you can mm-hmm. just see the, the inseam of his giant costume. It's like, this looks bad. <laughs> but, I don't know. Before we get too much into the nitty-gritty, I just want to ask uh, you, Richard, like, what's what's your history with Bill and Ted? Like, did you grow up with it? Oh, yeah, I absolutely did. Um, when, I remember the first time I actually watched this movie, it was, like, with my brother and, like, probably, like, my sister. I watched it with them, and I didn't quite understand what was going on, but when they laughed, I laughed, and I was like, 
at least at least the Grim Reaper looks cool. And lo and behold, like <laughs> when I rewatched it again, I think I was like in middle school. We watched it as a oh, it's the end of the year, and you're in history class. Why don't we just watch Bill and Ted's bo- excellent and bogus journey? Yeah. You know? Excellent adventure yeah. makes more sense, but you yeah, know, maybe we'll do bogus journey too. Yeah, but it's like it's two movies. You might as well just watch both if it's the end of the year. So it's like okay, cool, mm-hmm. we'll do that. And I remember the second time I watched it, I was like, that's when I really noticed, like, oh, the soundtrack in both these movies is really good. I'm really into this kind of music. And that's somehow, some way, like, it's, that's what drove me in that direction of, like, kind of stuff that I would end up listening to, like, into high school. Like it's Faith weird. No More? Yeah, I absolutely <laughs> listened to Primus and Faith No More when I was in high school. It was I was, like, one of those kids in, like, the year 2000 four or five and i was like yeah these bands are still cool right guys and nobody (laughs) thought they were cool (laughs) yeah that was me in like 2010 or something when i discovered primus and i was just like Mm -hmm. i was just like oh yeah getty lee rules like i love all these songs like (laughs) connery check out primus if you haven't uh i I haven't i was was gonna make the joke during that time i was probably listening to les miserables on my iphone or my Mm -hmm. ipod whatever (laughs) Yeah, your uh, iPod Shuffle or whatever. My iPod Shuffle being like, "Do you hear the, you hear people, the people sing?" sing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like the lame is Rob song, uh, "My name is Mud" or "Too Many Puppies." Uh, Big Brown Beaver. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all these great songs from the hit musical Lame is Rob, written by Getty Lee. Mm-hmm. Let's He's a visionary. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what the fuck? Why do I keep saying Getty Lee? You're you're mistaking him for the guy from from Rush. He's from Rush. (laughs) I made a point to say his name, but he's not even in it. Yeah. Thanks for correcting me. I really needed to correct myself. Yeah, no, you're good. You're good. Les Claypool. That would have been a really cool, like, cameo, though, if, like, Getty Lee also showed up. Just just because. (laughs) Just because. You know, Les Claypool, the inventor of the uh, Les Pool guitar. Yeah. I forgot to to bring up Arn. Didn't you like buy a guitar that you're like fixing up or something? Oh yeah, I, I for the past like two weeks I've been buying like parts and stuff to like fix a bass guitar that was given to me like 16 years ago, and I just finished it last week. It's it's set up. It plays well. Plays pretty nice. Nice. Not bad for a free guitar that I end up dumping like a hundred and something dollars into it. Not bad. Yeah, that's really um, solid. Yeah, it was a it was a cool little project. It was just like one of those like, oh, I now have a bunch of free time basically because I'm at <laughs> right. home all the time because of the the pandemic. So yeah, might as well capitalize on all this time I got. That's why I started this podcast. Yay! Yay. It all ties in. <laughs> <laughs> all I, connected. I couldn't yeah. pick a better guest than an than a, an axe man like yourself for Bill and Ted's <laughs> bogus journey. I I definitely did the little like wee 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 and I always thought I I could hear it and when I do I realize oh everybody sees me doing this I look really goofy don't I <laughs> like you would do that at school I I did it once and I noticed somebody saw me do it Aww. in in school I was like Aww. oh no this is one of those moments I'm gonna think about what like twelve years later <laughs> reverts they to didn't ape life excellent to each other or like join you in the solo. Nah, nobody ever did that. I guess I was like uh, the one person who was really into Bill and Ted <laughs> at the time. Yeah, it was probably that weird like bubble where it's 
now I think it's more popular again. Like, I'm not going to say mm-hmm. that they're super popular or anything, but enough to make a third movie. Yeah. yeah. but It's enough to cash in on people like me who are like, I remember this movie. Exactly. I'm going to go see it. Yeah, like it came Just out long enough. It came out before my time, but I still grew up with it because of cable. Mm-hmm. Like I always remember this oh, yeah. movie in particular. I think I've seen it more than Excellent Adventure, even though I didn't remember certain parts of this movie. But I just I always remember them going through like the tunnels of hell to like go to their weird <laughs> nightmares, which mm-hmm. is just so strange. But and <laughs> Vasquez Rocks. I guess partly Vasquez. I remember this movie because I grew up like ten minutes away from Vasquez Rocks, and that's where they get thrown off by their <laughs> their robot evil twins. Oh yeah, yeah. So maybe that helped. But I always thought I liked this one better. But I think I, in general I liked Excellent Adventure better. But. Mm-hmm. I guess that lays the groundwork for a general discussion of this movie. <laughs> dun dun dun! Dumb. But, yeah, I don't know. What do you guys think generally about this movie, especially compared to the first one? I guess when I like when I actually rewatched it last night, I was like, there were genuine moments where I'm like, this is actually funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I was like, wow, this is it's still like the comedy in it. Like, it still holds up because of everybody's like time, like comedic timing everybody's blocking for example like Will- william sadler's like blocking as the grim reaper is incredible he barely says a line the entire movie but when he mm. does he comes through with this like incredibly gimmicky like accent but it it's i love it <laughs> it's so well done yeah that's the point I, I meant to make when i was like oh i remember like the hell scene but i really remember like my favorite part like what really made me want to watch this movie again and like the whole franchise as a whole was just him going you have sunk my battleship like i thought that was so <laughs> funny as a kid for some reason yeah i mean not for some reason like it's legitimately funny it's like seventh yeah, seal but with line. battleship <laughs> it's just a good joke like there's nothing weird about it it's just a good joke and they play Twister in a much better scene than the one in Men in Black 2. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I really enjoy this movie, especially because, like, the additional characters they added on. I mean, it was a kind of a bummer that on second, on like, second, third, fourth viewing, uh, the princesses, like, don't say a single word. Yeah, like, they, they're they, very quiet. They, they get, like, four lines at most, and one of them is literally them with their mouths bound, and they're like, and that's a line that they have. But, like, I don't know. I was, I'm not surprised they didn't have any lines, but uh, it, it, it's a movie based like made in 1991 or 92. Yeah, there's definitely some know. like missteps that are just like mm-hmm. par for the course, I guess. Like, not that that's an excuse, but yeah, it's like, oh, what would like two dudes be like in this moment? And it's like, <laughs> oh, I guess they'd be like kind of homophobic, which does, yeah. <laughs> which is not yeah. great. <laughs> Yeah, they had, they had an extra f bomb in this one. I noticed. Yeah, I they like, had oh, two boy. of them in it because it's a sequel. Yeah, mm-hmm. I had. I also had an f bomb counter because the first time I'm heard, I'm like, whoa! I completely forgot they say that line. <laughs> Lily was watching it, and when I got the Vasquez rocks part, and she's just like laughing because I don't know. She she said she enjoyed the first one enough, but she's like, yeah, I don't really want to watch the second one. But she seemed to be enjoying it for a minute, and then they like. The evil twins, the evil robots throw them off the edge, which I will say like that optical effect's pretty good because you can see mm-hmm. both Bills and Bill, both Ted's. I'm like, oh, this is kind of cool. This looks this looks not bad compared to this Tyrofoam in the beginning. <laughs> but and then they just say like 
they just called him a, a, a homophobic the, epithet. And then Lily's face was just in complete shock because she was like really enjoying it. And then it's just like, ah! Like, nope, <laughs> done. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know. There's those things to be aware of. I still think it's worth watching. It's just definitely a product of its time. I don't know. Not very sensitive. Very much so. Mm-hmm. I... I like this movie in the aspect that I like that they bully death the entire movie to the <laughs> yeah. point of like bullying him into submission and then into friendship was probably like one of my favorite things about this movie. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. firstly, there's like they first they give him a Melvin, which I was like, that's horrible and, looks, and sounds painful. <laughs> and and then they just like beat him at a bunch of games and death's really like a petulant baby about it. <laughs> and then they're just like. Like they bully him into friendship, kind of, and I was like, "This is fantastic." Then he ends up liking them, even if the first he's begrudgingly hanging out with them. Like this is, it's very good. I I like that a lot. I think like you guys saying, Death steals steals the show. Like he's he's fantastic in this. Yeah, he's just a dude that that's his job. Mm-hmm. Do you wonder like what he does now that he's like stuck in a band? Does everybody get to live forever after this point? Because he's like, I can't even do my job. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like he maybe either takes time off or he is like a trans-dimensional being that's able to be in multiple locations at the same time. <laughs> I wonder what his vacation days are like. <laughs> One of him has the day off every thousand years. Yeah, it's just so he can tour with the band. Yeah, just so he can tour. <laughs> or maybe that one version of his perpetually in the day off. Mm. That's hey, it. It's all time travel, dude. Yeah. Yeah, right? Just at the end of the movie where there's like constant like shooting between, but if you do this, then I'll do this. But if you do this, then I'll do this. Yeah. It kind of makes sense that death is just part of their band in San Dimas Prime because that's the privileged present, as Cameron said in the last episode. So <laughs> he is working in all dimensions and all different times. Death is mm-hmm. uh, just mm-hmm. the privileged present is the narrative that we're following along. I like San Dimas Prime is in there, though. That's good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> some dc shit right there (laughs) yeah definitely but it does say in like the newspapers at the very end of the movie that death tries to go solo and then he's caught uh lip syncing i don't know if you guys saw that (laughs) oh yeah absolutely (laughs) did and then he rejoins the band he's like i'm back (laughs) (laughs) back. but yeah i guess this movie's supposed to take place five years after the original which is a little like it's like okay that sounds seems kind of arbitrary because i think this movie came out three years after the after Excellent Adventure. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Yeah, so they just added an extra two years just because they're like, yeah, why not? Because it's the princess's fifth year in the 20th century because they're from <laughs> medieval England, Iowa. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Rufus was just that like concert venue like manager chick the entire yeah. time. I was like, Rufus, would anyone else let you into this competition? No! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Pam Greer. <laughs> Pam Greer playing yeah. a budget Tina Turner lookalike. Like, it's... <laughs> It was so cl- It almost fooled me until I looked up the characters in the movie. I was like, oh, that's that's not Tina Turner at all. Yeah. I was wrong. <laughs> You're like, is this Thunderdome? Yeah. That's, that's honestly what I was thinking. No, it's Jackie Brown herself. Yeah, I totally forgot that that was Rufus. So I was just, I don't know. I enjoyed that. A little twist at the end. Yeah, I enjoy the malleability of Rufus's persona. I was honestly kind of bummed out because I... I just like you, I almost thought he was just lost in the circuits of time. Yeah, I wish he was in this movie more. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm. and he just makes a cameo at the very end. I'm like, oh, well, well, at least he's there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what'd you guys think of uh, when Bill's? Is it Bill's dad or 
it's Ted's dad. Ted's dad has to like play his son. I always thought that was really it's weird when actors are forced to play like other actors being like different characters. I loved it. <laughs> I honestly I thought like that was on top of like how Landon like not aging at all past the age of like sixty. <laughs> right. He's like Wilford Brimley. Yeah. Him playing supposed to play his son is just like it's so close. It was so <laughs> good. Yeah, I thought he was really good too. And then the mm. the sheriff or the dep uh, the captain? I don't know, the other guy. The the, the big guy. Yeah. The big guy. The, the sergeant. Yeah, the sergeant. Yeah, the sergeant was uh, a bill. Dude. And it's like it was fine, but like that was one of my favorite moments was how Landon being Ted. He, he did a really good job. He was fully in yeah. it. I also like the scene a lot where um they're at the party and then uh, or the the princess's party and Missy's there and she just starts kissing Ted's dad. He's like, I can't believe Missy bro- divorced your dad and married my dad. Oh yeah, and you get like that tiny snippet where you see the other dad just be like absolutely <laughs> yeah. destroyed. That's the ruined. only moment. It's the best thing. Your dad looks bad, dude. <laughs> and he's like, Ugh. like a dead inside completely done terrifying and then in the news in the newspaper clippings uh d nemelos marries missy (laughs) which like is a really weird name to say and i'm like why did they choose that for his name like d nemelos it just sounds weird and it's because it's the screenwriter's name backwards ed solomon Okay. Oh my gosh, I didn't even think about that. Someone wrote it out for me. I didn't I couldn't figure it out myself. <laughs> but it's just like, okay, like is that really worth putting in the movie? <laughs> it's just kind of confusing. Do you guys think that hell is just Tim Burton land cuz as we were going through that I'm like this feels very Tim Burtonish to me. Like everything about hell in general was like Tim Burton designed hell in this un- in this universe. I thought that was a pretty good uh representation of hell. I, yeah. I would imagine if I go to hell, it'd be exactly like a Tim Burton movie. <laughs> I just, I'm just not quite sure which one yet. <laughs> B- big fish. <laughs> big fish. <laughs> big fish, Edward Scissorhands. They say something like, oh, this isn't what I expected at all. Like about hell. I'm like, I don't know. It looks mm-hmm. just like I would think hell would look like. Yeah, like, it looks pretty much a stereotypical representation of hell to me. Yeah. It looks, it reminded me of Spawn, the Spawn movie. Oh, yeah. We didn't have like that demon clown anywhere, but you know, anyone? No. The yeah, demon I know. Clown I, I, know. No, I know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. I've seen, I've seen. Oh, <laughs> Played by yeah. John Luguizamo, who is also Luigi in the Super Mario Brothers movie. Hell yeah. Ah, A movie in did. which uh, Bowser it destroys the Twin Towers. Whoa. <laughs> wow. That was absolutely a thing that happened in the movie. Yeah, you're, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Which is also implicated in the credits of this movie because uh, it says Bill and Ted tour the Mid East and uh, international peace is made. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if uh, Bill and Ted were real, we wouldn't have any sort of war on terror. No, it's true. That's why they're in the prime timeline and we're in the other one. Yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. So somehow, some way, <laughs> it um, or the timelines diverged. And then we got mm. we're stuck in this hellscape that is current current year. <laughs> it's twenty twenty. <laughs> we're supposed to be all enlightened and shit, and people are arguing over if a sickness that's killing people is real. Yeah, I just want to go back to like the early the early nineties when I was like a kid and like I saw the Super Mario Brothers movie, 
And all I think about is like Dennis Hopper going monkey, <laughs> as he just turns one of his minions into a chimpanzee. <laughs> I, I do not remember that, but I can totally understand how that would stand out to you. <laughs> the man who just, created just thinking about it right now. Apes. Just thinking about it. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, monkey, monkey. I looked it up, and especially uh, from the back, Dennis Hopper looks like he has Trump hair. Oh yeah. Ooh. We're living the Super Mario timeline. But what did you guys think of uh, Bogus's journey tone overall, especially when you're looking at the first movie? Like, it definitely felt darker. I was a little more stressed watching this one. Like, evil Bill and Ted are surprisingly competent at, like, ruining their lives. It really doesn't take much. All you got to do is just, like, dump your girlfriend and just start mm-hmm. trashing your old apartment and then saying, <laughs> I just don't want to be part of a band anymore. And then right? That's, that you just essentially ruined Bill and Ted. That's yeah. all they were about. <laughs> yeah, but I was just like, shit, they're really good at just, like, ruining their own lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah there's not too much so, complexity there. Yeah. No. Yeah, I don't know. I, I felt very stressed at several points, which kind of surprised me. I, my, I, was, I was like, oh, man, I don't know how they're going to get out of this, even though I knew, like, of course they're going to get out of it. But mm-hmm. I, don't know, I, I thought it was fun. I, I personally enjoyed the tone of this and, like, the wackiness. It definitely increased from the first one, but I'm always for wackiness if it's silly and different and i'm still having fun and i believe both those are all those things happened so i enjoyed the tone yes mm-hmm. i also enjoyed the movie like i i the tone was like it it did take a strange like dark turn especially because it deals with well they're dead how do they get out of being dead mm-hmm. but they did it in a in a comical fashion i i did like i think i think i read somewhere that in order for them to be g- the ghosts of themselves, they they literally just wore um, grayscale versions of the clothes that they were supposed to wear, and they were just doused in fucking like baby powder or something. <laughs> that makes like sense. A, yeah, yeah. They didn't like do any form of um, like special effects for that, if I remember correctly. It was just them, just grayscale. Yeah, it looked like they were just ru- running around just in regular like just grayed clothes. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's pretty fun. I don't know. I like that. Yeah, it looked just like that, and then they used, like, uh, interior film stock for outside, so it was blue, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's, there's stuff like that, but it's, like, it being a low budget that I liked. Especially the costumes were just, like, pretty bad. But, yeah, in terms of the tone, I did like it up to the point of, like, station. I think that's <laughs> that's the point that I'm just like, this is a bit much. But I, also, I thought <laughs> you'd be singing station's praises this entire really? time. Station! I, yeah, I I honestly was betting on it. I don't know. It's just like that weird part of like it's not even the eighties anymore. But I don't know if you guys have ever seen the Master of the Masters of the Universe live action movie. No, it's just like that. No. I don't. It's it's not good because he spends most of the time in like present day L.A. <laughs> and it's just like there's very few effects, but it's just like that weird mixture of like real life with a really fantastical like puppety character like a jim henson puppet walking next to you yeah it's like Mm -hmm. that's cool but i guess i just partly miss all the historical figures from the first movie like i wish there was like Mm -hmm. one or two still like ben franklin's in heaven uh along with marilyn monroe and some other people but i wish some of them went on the the journey instead of Mm -hmm. station which Mm -hmm. just it just feels like too much for me but this is personal preference i guess you guys seem to like it so no i i compared station to like I'm gonna throw a Dark Crystal reference out there, but to a giant podling, and I was I was okay with Station, but I was like, I didn't really like the existence of him. He felt very off. Mm-hmm. 
I get the way they set it up as in like, oh, you were expecting you were expecting the smartest minds to have to have come from Earth? And they're like, Well, yeah. No, it's it turns out it's like these Danny DeVito esque uh, Martians who are <laughs> super scientists. Yeah. And they morph into this like gigantic like <laughs> this Hulk. fucking like biomass and then turn into a giant. <laughs> yeah. I guess that is pretty fun. The, yeah. the uh, reveal that they're yeah, not they from fusion Earth. Huh? They fusion hot. Huh? Yeah. They're both wearing the earrings. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> that one. Don't they like turn back into two again at the end? So like, why did they turn into one big guy? I I think they could do it whenever they want. Maybe to like maybe to, like to combine their intelligences. Maybe like when they're one, they're even smarter. Mm-hmm. Certainly doesn't seem like it because they can only say station. <laughs> why did they even need them? I think to build the robots. I think oh, it's so okay. they yeah they needed them for the robots, and then I think it was also for the sake of saying. Uh, commenting on how large Martian butts are. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's very important. They needed they needed a large Martian butt joke somewhere in this movie, and they figured it out. Extremely they tried important. it with Grim, but it just wasn't working. Mm-hmm. There's some things for me. Like I know I'm nitpicking. There's some things about this movie that just don't work as well as the first one because I feel like they dig they do some stuff to death, like the guitar wailing, like whenever they say something. Like, mm. oh, oh, like, God of Earth and all the other great planets you've made. Like, I don't remember which ones. He says, like, Saturn. Say Mars, Jupiter. Mars, Jupiter. Uranus. Uranus. <laughs> yeah, and then they do, woo, woo, woo. It's like, they do it, like, nine times in this movie, doing the guitar sound. And in the first movie, I feel like they did it, like, not even half as much. Mm. So they just kind of use it for anything. So it's just, I don't know. I know that's really nitpicky, but it just <laughs> felt like it was getting a little old to me. I guess you guys mm-hmm. don't feel that way. That's fine. No, I could sort of, yeah. I, I. I thought that's what I was actually thinking about in the back of my mind. It was pretty like I didn't remember that being used as often in the first movie. And I was like, this, and some of sometimes those jokes just straight up fall flat. So it's just awkward guitar wailing, <laughs> right? And no response from me. <laughs> like when uh, I forget what Bill, like Robot Bill and Ted say to them when they kick him out of the van in uh, mm-hmm. at Vasquez Rocks, but then. They play their guitar, and then the real Bill and Ted play their guitar, even though they're like implying that they're gonna murder them. Yeah, it's like okay. Yeah, they say something silly. It's like, no, nah, dude, we want to murder you. They also say we're metal, dude. We're metalheads. I do like that Bill and Ted get midsomard. They do get midsomard. <laughs> just plunge <laughs> off the cliff. Their heads are just cracked open. <laughs> and then uh, Missy has to come in with a hammer to finish one of them off. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> If we're going midsummer. I'll, we'll do yeah, midsummer. We're, we're going full in. <laughs> <laughs> what was it? There's a this part where like Bill and Ted are, are complimenting Station like over and over again, and I love it so much because Grim keeps on coming in, and he's just like he's like, hey, but uh, what about me? If uh, if it wasn't for me, you guys wouldn't be able to even be here, right, guys? And they're just like, yeah, you're fine, Death. But Station, that was so awesome. He just keeps on like begging for them to give him some kind of compliment. Just one crumb. Just just one. (laughs) He's just so desperate for any kind of, like, positive attention from them. Death really brings this movie together. (laughs) He's the proverbial rug (laughs) that brought the whole room together. (laughs) Tied the whole thing. Yeah. I often wonder, like, what game would you challenge, like, the Grim Reaper to, and if he'd be any decent in any of the video games that I would just, like, throw out there? (laughs) Like, hey, are you any good at, you know, uh, Call of Duty, please? Oh, God, you're really good at this. I made a mistake. He's like, you're playing the game that involves what I do for a living, which is death. 
Yeah, but I figured I could just like headshot you and leave. <laughs> Come on. Beat Come you on, at Seth. Fortnite, bro. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, hit me up if you want to play Fall Guys. I'll I'll I'll, ch- I'll challenge you with that. <laughs> I like the idea of Death playing Fall Guys. I won Fall Guys for the first time the other day, and it felt so freaking good. <laughs> I'm still on a very solid losing streak, although I very consistently make it to the final round. Same. I don't know how it happens. It keeps happening. <laughs> uh, I say I won for the first time the other day. Like I was playing with a future future ghost Jose Abaro and Future Ghost? Future Ghost Jose Abaro, I'm oh, coming God. for you, buddy. We were just all losing our shit. Like I remember I was playing that hexagon game, like hopping from like one of those like little platforms to the other. And I thought I was gonna lose. I think at one point I was at like the bottom. And then like it literally just clipped, clicked away, and I was we were, we all just screamed all that. So like, oh my god! <laughs> it was it, it got pretty like stupidly insane. We we got way too excited. Is the point I'm trying to make? But it was fun. Hell yeah! I have yet to notice watch any of my friends actually win, and it's like it's so it's so funny to watch like somebody who. Who is, I can't tell if, like, any of my friends are actually trying, but it sometimes comes out like they are. Yeah. And I feel like, oh, you're you're taking this game a little bit seriously, man. You <laughs> you don't have to be this mad. <laughs> no, exactly. It's, it's, like, such a weird, like, silly game. It, it's, like, designed to be, like, a baby game made for babies. And mm-hmm. so when you ch- try super hard at it, it makes you seem so, like, silly. Yeah. It just makes you look like, like a goof. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Like literally, some people like are like, oh, I know. I I saw I think like a, a Twitch video thing or something on like my phone where somebody's like, the tricks of hexagon is you gotta just hop from one platform to the other, and I'm like, that's cheating and it's bullshit. You just run as fast as you can across that thing. That's how you play yeah. the game, Wiener. Yeah. Oh well, I saw this dude uh, do the slime climb. <laughs> uh, he did it this way. He jumped over here to like climb into this little spot, and then like you could just you know circumvent all this. Like yeah. I'm gonna play the game. <laughs> I'm yeah, play I, game. I will play the game. Yeah, thank yeah. you, sir. Yeah, thank, thanks for letting me know, but I'm gonna play the game. And, and I'm just when gonna you scream lose, every and time I win. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> yeah. Sorry for that little tangent. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, Tyler. That's fine. Do you guys think that this movie in any way inspired the video game series Doom? <laughs> God, did Doom uh, come out after this? Yeah. Wow. wow. Because they go through the different three different nightmares, and they're three different colors. And I was like, oh, oh. red key, yellow key, blue key. I didn't even think about that. Wow. <laughs> uh, you they, definitely... got the, they got that big metal dragon. That's definitely Doom 64 right there. Oh, yeah. That's definitely like Doom vibes. Like yeah, Doom the, the cyber demon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the big cyber demon. That, that's very Doom vibes. That's a good point, Tyler. Huh. Yeah. yeah, this is very important. This is the most important part. Most important comparison. I like yeah. that... Uh, <laughs> Bill's grandma's name is Granny S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> Granny S. That's Preston good. Esquire. Did you know that was actually played by um, uh, Alex Winter as well? He was dressed up as his oh, grandma. Oh, really? <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Uh, Tyler, you sent me that little like behind the scenes like mini documentary about mm-hmm. the making of the movie, and like they were talking about that in there. I was like, oh, that's actually really cool. I didn't know that part. Like that was like he actually had a fear of his grandmother, so he's like, why not put that in the movie as like my nightmare? Keanu Reeves' thing with the Easter Bunny. What what was up with? The, he has like the same kind of weird fear of the Easter Bunny that I did when I was a child. Just like an anthropomorphized rabbit that says, "Hey, why'd you take my chocolate?" Yeah, literally, <laughs> I had like a dream. I think it's more of a nightmare now that I think about it. But I had a nightmare that like the during before Easter, the Easter Bunny was like. 
I woke up and I swore to, swear to God, I saw this like hunched figure like on top of my bed with like big rabbit ears just staring at me. And then I blinked and it disappeared. I'm guessing it was like some sort of like very temporary sleep paralysis that I was under. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, the sleep paralysis demon, the rabbit. <laughs> the rabbit, yeah. I've said me once other one other time more recently, and I saw like a pirate, and I was like, "What the fuck is that?" And I like blinked a couple times, and eventually just went away. And I was like, "Okay." That's a weird one. I've never seen pirate before in any of the scary videos. I feel like in part just stuff is weird and scary from like the late 70s and like early 80s like the Easter bunny, like that's how the Easter bunny looks in that. Mm-hmm. Cuz mm-hmm. I don't know, my grandma I think still has this like just like porcelain clown at her house and it's just terrifying to look at. And it's just like one of those things that just I don't know would just freak you out as a kid even though there's nothing wrong it's just like there's something about clowns and like that rabbit has like a weird porcelain face too at least your grandma wouldn't tell you that hey guess what my house is haunted by like little children if you see them just let just let it go they're fine they're harmless oh my god <laughs> yeah is that what your your grandma said yeah that's what my grandma banga hi banga if you're listening to this uh yeah that's what she she would often say to me and grayson but my sister she she'd be like oh yeah like this house is haunted. We have a few ghosts, blah, blah, blah. Um, some little children. She she was a foster parent, and she uh, actually housed, like, I think in, like, the 80s or 90s amount of kids over the course of, like, my mom and sisters and brothers entire, like, most of their lives until I think, like, their late teens. She would uh, foster kids and shepherd them onto new things and provide a good place for them to stay, good, healthy family environment. But then they have to be eventually moved on to somewhere else. And, uh, but I think a lot, especially with the little kids, which really depresses me, where I'm like, she's like, oh yeah, this little girl ghost. We had a little girl that looked just like the ghost, though. So, like, maybe she just hangs out here because she liked it here. Which I was like, oh, Banga Jesus, that's creepy as hell. I don't like this. No, it's it's scary. <laughs> that's, that's that's nightmare fuel right there. That's, yeah. That's something. Was your, Good nightmare fuel to you all. Was your grandma's, <laughs> was your grandma Banga's real name uh, Luigi's Mansion Hanson? Yes, Banga Mary Alice Luigi's Mansion. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but yeah, so that's my little ghost story for you guys. Um, Tyler, put some spooky music under that as I dr- boringly tell that story. <laughs> okay. Ooh. <laughs> no, like, try harder. Just like my airplane story? Yeah, like, like your airplane <laughs> story. I hope you kept that in. <laughs> you bet I did. <laughs> You have to add, like, terminal sound effects to that or some bullshit. Oh, like, please promise me you do that. Uh, this movie is originally called Bill and Ted Go to Hell, which uh, which I like. But I guess Bogus Journey is more in line with the, the first movie of being excellent adventure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And everything does Bill go to Ted... hell by calling it Bogus Journey because it's the most thing they would say. Mm-hmm. I feel like calling it Bill and Ted Go to Hell sounds very much like straight to DVD, if you ask me, for, like, the franchise. Yeah, and yeah. I, I guess the original movie was just like put on a shelf for a year before they released it because they didn't know if it'd be any good. Huh. And then they had a really quick turnaround for this movie, I guess. And it sounded like they delivered the movie like three weeks before it was like <laughs> gonna come out. <laughs> so, but that's pretty fun. Uh, Alex Winter in that BTS in that behind the scenes thing, I think it was. I think it was the same thing I sent you, Richard. But mm-hmm. uh, Alex Winter was saying it's a. Uh, Bill and Ted's basically like a Bing and Bob vibe, like uh, Bing Crosby and Bob Hope. <laughs> oh, okay. He was like, oh, it's like an on the road with two morons. And I just thought that was really funny. 
<laughs> like, what if it was on the road, but like really stupid people? But I guess like like you're saying like the music is uh it is really good like especially in this movie I thought like it stood out a lot more than the first movie mm-hmm. and I guess like Steve Vai helped out yeah Steve Vai helped out with the uh, with the Grim Reaper rap no less I think they used <laughs> a Steve Vai track as like the backing track for to build the the rap off of <laughs> that's like. If I, from what I read on the Wikipedia, the your online uh, encyclopedia, <laughs> work work cited, work cited, work cited, work cited. <laughs> waiting for my waiting for strong ass apes to have a sponsorship through a uh, Wikipedia. Yeah, Wikipedia is going to page it. <laughs> At this point, if I just drop a brand name, I'm just I'm just going to assume they're going to sponsor us eventually. Hopefully, <laughs> at one point. Yeah, yeah. They you have mean, to. Otherwise, waiting on it. they'll keep saying it. Yeah. You mean like Purina? Yeah, Purina, sponsored by Strong Ass Apes. Strong Ass Apes, sponsored by Purina. Yeah, Purina, the dog food company that made the Bill and Ted cereal. Oh, wait, no. That's what Keanu Reeves said. Oh, my God. I hate that. How many many things did they they try to, like, make that's Bill and Ted centered? They made a lot. We have a video game. We have a cereal. We have a... Probably merchandise. There was a Marvel comic series. Uh, I guess oh, one of which of the issues they tried to stop John Wilkes Booth. Oh no! Okay. <laughs> um, I don't know the other stories, but I did see on YouTube. Uh, I was looking up how to pronounce uh, stationophonic oxygenic uh, amplitude, whatever the hell. Um, <laughs> and it was just a video of someone. So close. I know. <laughs> It was someone with a, an action figure of Rufus. I was like, I want one of those. That's pretty neat. Get if I'm gonna That'd be, be cool. Yeah, if I'm gonna become an adult collector of toys, I may as well get a Rufus <laughs> action figure. Yeah, right. Really cement who you are with that. Mm-hmm. I'm a podcaster that talks about movies. I have to get these <laughs> yeah, you... all these merch now. Yeah, it's an obligation I... at this point. Oh my gosh, this Bill and Ted cereals incredible i i I don't know how to feel about it there's like a cartoon drawing of george carlin stuck inside the phone booth (laughs) there's a little music note marshmallows i i I can't do it it's probably bad oh yeah it's it's probably awful i'd like to try it but it would be like 20 years expired by now Mm-hmm. I literally assume all like cereal with like marshmallow shapes and then like a uh, regular honey nut Cheerio things, whatever they are, to literally just taste like Lucky Charms. Like I can't imagine them tasting like anything else other than Lucky Charms. Mm-hmm. Hmm. In this Google image search, there's also Urkelos. Urkelos. <sighs> wow. I wonder if it's on par did... with uh, Mr. T cereal. <laughs> yeah. You Is there it? something on this that's like, did I do that? And it says, yes, you did do that. You poured the milk into the Urkelos and damned Probably. us all to hell. Did you buy that? Did you buy that? Why'd you buy that? <laughs> if there's anything I learned from Mr. T cereal, it's to treat your mother right, treat her right. <laughs> hell yeah. That's a nice message for a cereal to have, if any. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's always hard to talk about movies like when we're all like, yeah, that was a good movie. I think like, Tyler, we've talked about this before. We're, like, we're all like, yeah, it's a good movie. It's I liked hard. it. It's hard because there's like, there's more in Excellent Adventure that I really like in this. Mm. I'm just like, yeah, it's fine as a sequel. This is absolutely one of those movies. It's just like it's it's a solid sequel, but it's not like it doesn't make you like not like the first one more than it. Mm-hmm. it you know, it, it, that's it just suffers from like the sequelitis, I guess. You want to see it because it's a sequel, but 
Is it as good? I think the only successful sequels that have ever happened are like from the original Indiana Jones movies. I still mm. hold that that belief. Yeah, or like Star Wars, I guess, or yeah. I don't know, Godfather, Godfather Part Two. Yeah. Oh yeah, Godfather, absolutely. There's there's a few, Batman. but yeah, I almost wish this was like a little darker. It'd be like it'd be the Empire Strikes Back of the Bill and Ted cinematic <laughs> universe. Like you you sh- you hope they lose, like the timeline's screwed, and then this third movie, uh, like thirty years later, like they have to fix oh, it. D- oh, dude, imagine that's how they set it up. Like Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted go to hell, and it, the end the end of the movie is them actually dying. Thirty years later, <laughs> they finally beat death at something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That That'd would be, be pretty great. Pretty cool, yeah. That would be the setup. That would have been good. <laughs> thirty year cliffhanger. Yeah, thirty year cliffhanger. Nobody thought it would happen. Uh, I kind of like the concept of heaven in this movie. It looks like a like a desktop screensaver. <laughs> Just reminds Everyone's me of like, Windows ninety five. Yeah, it's like kind of vaporwave, kind yeah. of. Everyone's outfit's like purple and like white, which is strange. I was like, mm-hmm. huh, that's an interesting co- interesting color co- color choice for heaven. This like weird violet like purple-ish color mm-hmm. it's like mall aesthetic yeah it's very mall, mall aesthetic. Core. that's like that's yeah. a good word to put it mall soft mall soft mm. i really liked all like the cameos that of like like i said like I, the music was a really big thing for me like in this movie so just not realizing like completely forgetting that primus was in this movie just playing a song from like the primus catalog <laughs> along with like uh the singer from faith no more just saying Yo, this dude's a dickweed. <laughs> I was like, "All right, this 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 movie has it has everything. It's got everything you've ever wanted. It's, it's got everything I could have wanted out of like a campy music related, like tangentially related, uh, movie about two dudes dying and then coming back and then trying to save the world through rock and roll. Sponsored by <laughs> Kiss, the band. Sponsored yeah. by Kiss, the band. Uh, good rock and roll to you. Yeah. There are just a bunch of little things in this movie that are still pretty fun. Like Ben Franklin and Einstein trying to play charades with uh, Station. Right. <laughs> and apparently Einstein knows about Smokey and the Bandit 3, where Smokey is the Bandit. <laughs> like, spot on, got all nine words perfect, and Station's like, yeah! <laughs> Meanwhile, everybody looks at the Grim Reaper because he just monumentally screwed up. <laughs> He's like, oh, guy, okay. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll just go over here. And I like, uh, wait, did Smokey, the, Smokey and the Bandit 3 is not, like, an actual movie, right? I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'd believe it. I'd believe it. I think, I'm, I'm betting on that it's real. Oh, no, it is real. Ha-ha! <laughs> oh, man, I thought it was the thing where Einstein was seeing into the future. Because I'm like, oh, oh I fun. like that. Because it plays into the whole, like kind of time travel theories of Bill and Ted where like, I guess if you went to heaven, you could see in front of you and behind you at all times mm-hmm. or something like that. But I guess they yeah. didn't really think that through. So never mind. Yeah. I'd like to not be stuck in like a permanent fixture of my culture. If, if I went to heaven and it would just be like, Hey, I'm always have my mindset of it's 2000 and something. I, I, I'd like to be able to be, and not have to like go up to somebody. Oh, Hey, you died in the year. Uh, 2100 what's that like tell me about tell me about your life and i'm like i I really just got here connery and i don't want to talk to you about my life in the 2100s (laughs) it was really rough after the (laughs) after the fourth hell war we were not having a good time (laughs) after cyberdyne took over (laughs) after cyberdyne (laughs) 
oh no, it actually happened. Oh no, it wasn't as it wasn't as grand as you had hoped. It was one robot. He was just really good. The Zuckerbot. <laughs> just really yeah. Good. The Zuckbot three thousand just came out of the maw of the universe and destroyed us all. And of course, that's when the T Rex T Rexoids reawoken and decide to take back the nature of the world. And there's yeah. been a constant war between the Rexoids and the whatever that robot you just said was. <laughs> Zuckbot. Zuckbot. Zuck yeah. Hey, Everyone calls him the Suckbot, and he hates it. <laughs> he's smoking them meats. <laughs> hey, here's three things I like about the end scene. Um, I like I liked Bill's Easy Top beard. Yes. I liked uh, him introducing Death as the man with no tan. <laughs> and I like that Rufus reveals that Dean Emelos is his old gym teacher. <laughs> that was pretty good. The champion yeah. of, uh, what was it, sit-ups? Yeah. Yeah, sit-up champion. Yeah, he definitely looks like a sit-up champion. <laughs> it's been a I few like years. That, I like that Dean Emelos is based, like, just look like a really, like, a current year Werner Herzog. <laughs> But he just doesn't know why he's there. He's just there to be mean. Yeah. I would argue he's borrowed, or Werner Herzog borrowed his costume in The Mandalorian from that guy. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> I would like that costume, please. Thank you. I would like to see the child. The child Bill and child Ted. <laughs> child Bill and Ted. Your worthless attempts to change time means nothing to me. The universe is ever flowing, and it will ultimately reset itself back onto its proper place. <laughs> he'd be perfect for Bill and Ted. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, he'd be he'd be a perfect enemy, honestly. <laughs> if he if he yeah. was the enemy in this, he'd be too good, and he would like outwit them when they uh, think of all the things to capture him in this movie. Yeah, yeah. he'd philosophically defeat them. Like it'd just be so <laughs> upsetting. It'd just be like everything you do doesn't matter, and time is a flat circle or some shit. <laughs> this deadpan German is just gonna ruin everybody's time <laughs> watching this movie. Yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine like, at the Battle of Bands, everyone just getting slowly more and more just like depressed and sad and like slumping down in their chairs be like, oh man, what am I doing with my life? Yeah, he's the opening act of the Battle of Bands and he just does <laughs> spoken word poetry. <laughs> it's just really awful. <laughs> And coupled with a noise set at the very end for like five minutes. David Lynch, some um, sound thing happening. It was just static and a frog screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Who would win in a battle of the vans, David Lynch or Werner Herzog? That'd be tough. Because David Lynch does play music. Yeah. yeah. Does Werner Herzog play music? No, I think he would just do some like nihilistic poetry, though. <sighs> I would absolutely believe it. <laughs> I would absolutely listen to a nihilistic poetry podcast featuring Werner Herzog just so I could just be down for the rest of the day and not I'm like, well, I guess I'm not working as efficiently as I usually do. Just meandering around like I'm Eeyore from Winnie the Pooh. Let's say uh, let's say this: we had this contest and we saw David Lynch and uh, Werner Herzog's upsetting poetry. Who would you and that these like the last two contestants? Who would you ultimately vote for? Like, who would you want to win the most out of like the two of them? Mm, I would say David Lynch because I think I like him better as a guy. Like, Werner Herzog's really cool, but like in a way that he's just doing his own thing. He really, I mean, both of them seem to not care about anybody, like what anybody else thinks about them. But mm -hmm. I just think David Lynch is more fun. David Lynch would win, and then we go eat Bob's Big Boys together. <laughs> <laughs> and he'd tell you fun anecdotes about his day. It'd be actually a good time. I think I would vote. I would still probably vote for Herzog just because yeah. I, I know what he's probably going to deliver. It's just going to be like 
irreparably damaging for my psyche for the rest <laughs> of my day. And I'm just like, you know what? I'd, if I signed up to participate in a battle of the poets and it's all nihilist uh, poetry, I know what I'm getting myself into. It's just going to end terribly. I might as well just vote for the guy I know is going to just put a shitter on the rest of everybody's yeah. day. And if I feel like I'm just like a performance in general, I feel like that's how Werner Herzog would win in my book. I, I believe his spoken word poetry would defeat David Lynch's uh, static, uh, though, though probably oddly moving, because I will say I, I am always fond of David Lynch's music. I think I I would also kind of vote for Werner Herzog a very upsetting poetry reading because I'd probably be like, wow, that made me think a lot. Yeah, it'd be like a really weird moment of catharsis in the middle of it all. Like, maybe the chicken's brain is probably better than a human's brain after all because they don't have to worry about anything. (laughs) (laughs) They're the ultimate efficiency machines of eating, sleeping, pooping. What do you do when you get up, you waste of skin? (laughs) But I would still want to get burgers at Bob's Big Boys with David Lynch afterwards. I'd yeah, probably I'd, ditch Werner Herzog after that. I would I would get a beer with a Herzog. I would go get a burger with Lynch. Like I would <laughs> That's a good. Totally. <laughs> I would go eat a shoe with, with Werner. <laughs> Just so <laughs> I could say I've experienced it. <laughs> yeah. Doesn't he do that for something? Didn't he like, have to eat a shoe for like a movie or, or short or something? Or he had somebody else? He lost a bet, so he had to eat a shoe. So he like boiled it and ate it on screen, and they turned it into a short film. Wow. Mm. What a hero. <laughs> he is a hero. Yeah. Except in Mandalorian, where he's the bad guy. No. Well, we, we never know. He could still yeah. end up being the hero. <laughs> I thought he died. Yeah, I thought he There's died. still time. <laughs> <laughs> he comes back as Cyber Burner. It's Star Wars. You can come the back to Robo Herzog. Yeah. <laughs> Robo Zog. There we go. He has to uh, I feel like he'd be, if he was a robot, he'd hate himself so intensely. Yeah. I have been stripped bare of this flesh prison and have been given a new metal shell. It is not nearly as enjoyable. <laughs> My mind is has ascended. No, I, I lost the voice. I did, I did really good that first time. Yeah, and I've lost you it. You did do it good earlier. <laughs> Zach Snyder, yeah. or the, the Snyder cut with Werner Herzog as Cyborg. <laughs> <laughs> Booyah! Booyah! Everyone <laughs> <laughs> just went Werner Herzog. Booyah! <laughs> it's good. It is. Five stars. <laughs> Hey, I like uh, I like Bill's heaven outfit of an oversized coat and a bucket hat. That oh yeah, is good. that's a great look. He's mm-hmm. like half Talking Heads, half Coachella or something. And I like um I like Def's like he's stuck with the girls' outfit, but it just looks like a like a dude who would probably work the fields. Yeah, <laughs> he looks like he's yeah. just gardening or something. Yeah, it, it I, looks like he's just like it's his one day off every thousand years. <laughs> he's like yeah. finally I can tend to my garden. Uh-huh. Yeah, my garden of like dead sticks and. Yeah. oddly beautiful orchids yeah they just say this lovely lady is the grim reaper and he just like smiles I'm like this is he's nice like, that there wasn't another homophobic thing like he's just yeah. like i'm death like i'm kind of well he's a permanent being he i am a constant yeah there you go and like he knows god it'll be because he's like i'm, I'm sorry i'm sorry they melvin me. <laughs> yeah they melvin to me yeah he's like they melvin me i'm sorry i'm taking them around and like bothered you the creator of everything yeah, I also like that they never actually made God speak. He just threw down. He just a, it was just a booming voice going, "Station, station." Yeah, that's all. Didn't he said. didn't elaborate. Didn't do anything. Just sent them down like this weird like frisbee disc. 
and they were just supposed to know how to read it. They're like, okay, station. It's so weird, like state, like the name station. Apparently, it was because of a, a an editing typo where like they cut a scene from the script labeled "interior police station," <laughs> but they left the station part dangling. And the screenwriters uh, were drunk at the time, so they found that saying <laughs> "station" in a Martian voice was hilarious. Station, station, station. That's, so they just pretty good. thought it was yeah, funny fun. and left it in. I'm like, that's a very like that sounds like the screenwriters of Bill and Ted. Like that makes yeah. sense. Like yeah. that's I hilarious. I see being really drunk and just being like station. It's like a room full of dudes just going <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just like like ugly, ugly chuckling. I like how many times they say Duder in this movie. I don't think they say Duder in the first one. No, the Duder is a new one. There's something about them like not being in high school anymore that's just like a little strange where it's just like I don't care as much for them. I guess it's like another way for them to set up the next upcoming movie next week. Gosh. Like, you guys don't have to be like this for the rest of your lives, but they did it five years into the future. It's like, <laughs> oh, you guys didn't change at all. No. <laughs> what yeah. happened? Also, just remind me too much of being that age. Just being like, yep, there's just nothing going on in my life, and I yeah. live in a. I don't know. My apartment was never nearly as bad as theirs, but it's the feeling of it. <laughs> it's the feeling <laughs> of just where you are in your early twenties. You know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I was to say you lived with me in your early twenties. That wasn't that bad. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> oh shit! Hey, wait a All minute. right. <laughs> my our apartment was called the swamp. Yeah. Oh, that's tight. <laughs> in reference to Shrek. Yeah, I, I deeply fought that name for a long time until finally I just gave into it. Yeah, so I was like, it's not disgusting. We keep it very clean here. But please get out of my swamp. Yeah. But get out, also get out of my swamp. It's because Connery's more Fraser and I'm more Shrek. Yes, and that's how we work so well together. Fray Shrek. Is it, does that work so well together? <laughs> no. No. It it's probably the equivalency of sh- maybe Shrek and Donkey's relationship, but I think if Fre- if Donkey was much more like in Shrek's business and trying to cross-examine his psyche every five minutes, and Shrek ultimately wanting to kill Fraser, <laughs> it's no Fraser and Niles. No, it's no Fraser and Niles. Oh no, absolutely not. Do you guys have any final thoughts on this movie? What it's trying to say in the grand scheme? Uh, I don't know. Oh. Anything we missed. <laughs> I like that. I like trying to sum up this movie in that way. I feel like this movie is trying to say you can get away with a lot more than you think you can in, in the best way possible. <laughs> Where uh, they bumble through life, but they're oddly enlightened or they're destined to be enlightened, I guess, despite their obvious homophobia. But <laughs> I don't know. It's, it's interesting instead of just like they're one of their, their core testament same with the first movie is just be kind like be nice mm-hmm. and you can kind of fulfill your dreams and things will like work out for the best i think that's my personal interpretation of the movie is just be kind to people be good be excellent to each other and things will kind of work out your way in the oddest way humanly possible even if you have to go through hell you'll find heaven and you'll be able to save the day and get the job done and that's mm-hmm. how I feel about it. It's a continuation of the first movie. Like, it's the same theme, I guess. It's darker because, mm-hmm. I don't know, they're they're trying to find themselves in their early 20s, but I feel like that's not really addressed at all. It's just trying to make you laugh. So yeah. this movie's really not that deep. I mean, that's kind of obvious, but I wish I could do some deep scratching around here. I know that, like, the ending they kind of did on the fly where they uh, think of all the things to trap D. Nemelos. Because mm-hmm. I guess their ending was way more convoluted. I don't know what it was. 
is way more complicated, but um, they needed to finish the movie, so that was the fastest way to do it. <laughs> yeah. They called it magical thinking. <laughs> magical thinking. Which solved that problem. But I like I like it because it's a callback, basically, to the first movie, and that's the stuff mm-hmm. I like the most about these movies is the way they play with time travel in a fun way that's, like, not a no- Like, they don't over-explain it. Yeah, and you don't see that in, like, time travel movies i feel like where things just like happen in the present without having to like see them go and do the thing in the past to do have to like make the thing happen in the present if that made sense Mm -hmm. (laughs) everything just happens like oh hey if i thought about this i'll just do it and lo and behold it happens and so yeah and because you knew you're gonna do it you do it Mm -hmm. i do like the uh dean evelos's uh line where he goes I do can play the time game (laughs) whips out gun (laughs) yeah he just whips out a gun because he, he summons a gun and then they joker him yeah. and have the Bill and Ted thing. The Wild Stalin's flag come out of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they, they do joker him. That's very good. <laughs> Tyler, where do you see this movie in the grand scheme of things? I don't know. If you're just feeling down, it's a, it's, it's a good movie. It's fun. Uh, I think Excellent Adventure is more substantial, but this is still something that I would watch. Like It's one of those movies that I have nostal- like cable nostalgia for where... I, that's the first place I watched it, and it's just something that's like, if I still, like, I don't have cable anymore. It's all these streaming services, you know? It's just, like, one of those things that I would find, I guess, maybe still in a hotel room or something, or if you have cable. But basically, it's it's like you're just skimming through a bunch of channels. You have nothing to watch in particular, and then that's on. You catch it, like, 20 minutes in. And you're like, oh, yeah, I like this part a lot. And, like, you watch it for 30 minutes. So you can, like, go switch it to something else. I don't think it's doing you any harm at all by watching this, but it's just definitely one of those movies that you can catch, I feel like, at any time. It's it's kind of like a comfort movie for me because it's just, like, pretty goofy. It's not really, like, protein, but it's just a good time. It's just yeah enjoyable. Yeah. I think I that's, like, all they can really ask for. Like, did you enjoy the movie? Yeah, of course I did. Yeah. All right, well, it did its job. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a lot worse, and honestly, yeah. it was good enough to warrant a sequel 30 years in yeah. the future, so I'm glad for that. Absolutely. I'm happy that like that even even 30 years later, all the people behind it were like, yeah, we actually want to do this. It wasn't mm-hmm. just, just like a, to them. It was it didn't. At least I hope it wasn't a cash grab. Granted, I don't think Alex Winter has like worked in a very long time or like in yeah. a substantial role in a very long time. But hopefully, it's what something they wanted to do. Yeah, I they were they were talking about it for like what like five six years now, saying like, oh, mm-hmm. we we would like to. I think they're both fine because. Alex Winter's like a legit like documentary filmmaker now. I guess that doesn't really mean too much for <laughs> making a lot of money. He's making a living. Like he has yeah, a life a outside. Yeah. yeah. I think he's probably fine and I think Keanu Reeves has a lot of money and he just He does? That's crazy. What? What, Keanu Reeves? <laughs> yeah, he has money? He just doesn't seem like he needs a lot, basically. No, he probably lives a very like modest, decent life and just socks it away for Whatever, like you said, donates to causes he cares about. Oh. He, he's he's very much a Bruce Wayne of our of our current <laughs> existence. I just know he donated like a lot of his salary from the Matrix to like the crew, and then mm-hmm. he acted in like a lot of movies that were like whatever, like a lot of movies in like the early 2010s and stuff to like direct his own movie. He just put all that money towards that. Um, Lake House. <laughs> Lake House. <laughs> And uh, he has a motorcycle company, so I think he's that fine. He does. So he's yeah, well for himself. I think it was with the right intentions. Who knows if it'll be any good? But do you guys have any predictions for Bill and Ted's Face the Music? I'm gonna have a. I'm gonna go ahead and say 
I hope it does its job of being nostalgic enough without being too nostalgic and it's not harping too much on callbacks. I hope it's like it keeps its like comedic lightheartedness. Mm-hmm. But I also really if you can avoid just say whoa <laughs> like at the at the age of what uh, Keanu Reeves and Alex Winters, like if they can like move away from just having that too much, I would be fine with it. I think the concept itself of them like going to find their own song through like different <laughs> versions of themselves in order to write the song they're supposed to write to make to save the world. I, I think maybe this is a uh, going back to your whole prime timeline thing. Maybe they're stuck in our timeline now and they're trying to get to their the correct one. Oh. I like that. Yeah, I hope that that's the one that I'm going to go with. Donald Trump. This is this is the wrong <laughs> Most heinous. Isn't that the dude that eats pizza backwards? <laughs> the dude that eats pizza backwards. Oh, Home Alone 2, dude. <laughs> Home Alone 2. Uh, What's your prediction, Connery? I'm erring on the side of it's going to be mediocre. Um, That's and a I'm, bummer. Maybe I'm, yeah, what a bummer. But I think it's going to be mediocre. I think I'm going to watch it, and I think uh, we're both going to sit there and be like, that was okay and then figure out a fun way how to tr- actually try to talk about it so i'm gonna you know what and i'm gonna keep my expectations like that because if then it, if it surprises me then i'll be really excited about it mm-hmm. yeah but what do you predict's gonna happen i think keanu reeves and alex winter are gonna be in very little of it and i think their daughters are gonna take center stage and it's gonna be more about them helping their dad and i think they're actually gonna be the ones who write the cool song and save the universe oh because they're like, it's your music, but like maybe it's somebody else that writes the song. Yeah. Yeah, just hopefully they get credit, unlike the uh, princesses. Yeah, unlike the princes. <laughs> they get to be in the band, but Lord knows they don't get to actually speak. Because everyone worships uh, Bill and Ted, but even though the princesses were also in the band, it's and they were like thing. better musicians than them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tyler, what are your predictions? Maybe Oops. I will. I'll build off of yours, and it'll be like. Something like Aquaman or Ant-Man and the Wasp, where uh, they all have to go find like the uh, like their respective mothers slash wives, and they have been the real musicians all along. Like they're stuck in some like weird wormhole, time wormhole, and they've just been like mastering their craft, but they can't get Ooh. out. They're in like whatever it's called in Ant-Man and the Wasp. Like they got too small or whatever. They're in the tiny verse or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's called, the tiny verse. Tiny- <laughs> that's like a Michael Pena joke that'd be in the movie. He got stuck in the tiny verse. Yeah, I don't know. I would like to see what happened. Like, how do they explain like what happened to the princesses? Yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be a weird thing for them to like try to skirt around. Are they not in this? I don't know. I haven't looked too much into it because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I hope they're in it. Yeah, I I wonder if like Rufus will come back in some way. Oh, that'd be nice. I mean, George Carlin is most definitely. Most not. definitely not alive. <laughs> well, <laughs> totally dead, dude. He's not, 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 not alive. <laughs> Wait, was that one too many? We'll add one in post. We'll add an extra not in post. It's fine. Yeah, I don't know. I'm looking forward to it. it it's been fun going through these movies. I think these movies are worth it for sure to check out if you haven't seen them. Mm-hmm. They're just a good time. If you're in quarantine still, or everyone's outside when they should be in quarantine still, and you're like, I'm trying to be safe. I should watch a movie. Check out Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Yeah. Go to hell with them. Go to hell with them. Yeah. Good fun. Well. Good rock and roll to you. 
be excellent to each other and party on. Yes. Dudes. Hell yeah. Party on, dude. And party on, yes. <laughs> Richie, do you have anything to plug? Of course. If you liked listening to my voice, but uh, or if you hated listening to my voice but like monkey content, feel free to check out Strong Ass Apes on Facebook. It's a page literally dedicated to monkey content. Monkeying around is literally the thing I live on nowadays. Uh, it's remember if you want to find strong ass apes, it's just strong hyphen ass space apes. <laughs> it's pretty easy. We'll link it in the yeah, show notes. It? Still, oh yeah, oh yeah. And also, uh, we're about to hit. We're pretty close to actually twenty five thousand likes. So I'm like actually like Whoa. super like. I don't know what to do about but all this like <laughs> Facebook money I'm about to roll in. If Facebook money actually existed. <laughs> Buy a bunch of bananas. <laughs> I think the first thing I'm going to do is like put. Mi- act- I might actually put in the effort to make merch for Strong Ass Apes and like just donate all of it once once it sells. Yeah, I'd buy something. Me too. Hell yeah! Buy your favorite monkey monkey mug. <laughs> I will. On the poster for this movie, instead of photoshopping your face, I'll just put an orangutan. That's perfect. On top of I'm Rufus. Oh, <laughs> dude. Uh, actually, make it um Amy from Congo. Oh God, <laughs> Amy, Amy, a- Amy! Here's some friend. alcohol, you ape. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> Connor, what do you have to plug? If you enjoyed the sound of my voice and you also enjoy tabletop or role-playing games, you can check out Starship Impala, which is a actual play podcast that I host with four other amazing get amazing guess amazing hosts, and we play Starfinder, which is a tabletop RPG. So yeah, we have over a hundred hours of content. Uh. Just waiting for you to devour. So give that a listen if you got the time. Excellent. Follow us at FranchisePod on Instagram and Twitter. And email us at thefranchisepodcast at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments, concerns. concerns. <laughs> uh, I don't know what you'd be concerned about. I, I, I can name a few things. <laughs> uh, King Kong balls. Maybe that's one of them. Yeah. And uh, I don't know, follow me on tw- uh, Instagram at Twained, T-W-A-Y-N-E-D. I just did my first photo shoot in like six months. Thank you to Grayson Hansen for our artwork and Nick Viverka for our music. And on that note... <laughs> I don't know, I forgot to pull up a quote. I too can play the time game. <laughs> <laughs> I too can play the time game. The time game. game. <laughs> Thank you. And on that note, we're ready to face the music. Yay. Yay. Good rock and roll to you. <laughs>